The views, information, and opinions expressed in this podcast are solely those of the speakers and do not represent Holding Short Media nor any organization that the speakers have been, currently are, or will be affiliated with. listeners, before we get going today, I just want to give you all a bit of context for this episode. So when I first started doing a podcast, my mom said that her only condition uh, of me doing this show was that I needed to have someone from NORAD, specifically NORAD Track Santa, on the show. Uh, That was her one dream job that she wanted to make sure that we featured. Um, We were very fortunate that NORAD and specifically Lieutenant Sable Brown were able to join us and speak to us about this. But I just wanted to give a bit of background on what NORAD Track Santa is and how it started before we jump into today's episode. Over 65 years ago, history was made in December 1955 when a phone call came into the Continental Air Defense Command in Colorado Springs, Colorado. Answering the call, Colonel Harry Shoup was surprised to hear the voice of a young child asking to speak to Santa. Soon after, more calls began filling the phone lines, all with eager children hoping for a chance to speak with the man himself. This misprinted phone number actually led to an important internal red phone in the CONAD Operations Center, and a holiday tradition was born. The tradition continued through the founding of NORAD in 1958 and has gone on to become a global phenomenon. Today, NORAD's cutting-edge technology provides real-time updates on Santa's Yuletide journey around the world. Using a constellation of defense satellites with infrared sensors, NORAD is able to keep pinpoint accuracy of the heat signature from Rudolph's nose. Radar and other sensor information is collected at their command center, which relays Santa location updates to their elite fighter pilots, who intercept and escort Santa's sleigh throughout North American airspace. Outside of Canadian and U.S. airspace, their maritime partners in the Navy and Coast Guard maintain the Man and Reds track along their maritime approaches. And finally, their special Santa cameras and strategic locations around the world capture images of Santa during his flight. Modern technology also allows people around the world to keep up with Santa's flight path using mobile apps, social media, and the NORAD Track Santa website. And at the heart of it all, people can call or email into the live NORAD Track Santa Operations Center in Colorado Springs on December 24th. Volunteers are standing by to answer that all-important question, when will a Santa arrive at my house? NORAD says that all of this is made possible by their volunteers and the amazing generosity of their corporate and government partners. What once began with a single phone call has inspired the imaginations of countless children of all ages across the planet for over half a century. No matter what is happening in the world, NORAD continues to keep the watch, maintaining the security of the skies across North America and beyond. And so with that, now that you have a bit of history as to what exactly it is NORAD Track Santa, and I really hope you enjoy listening to our episode. Happy holidays. Hello, and welcome to the Holding Short Podcast. I'm your host, Laura Matheson. Today, we are joined by Lieutenant Sable Brown. United States Air Force First Lieutenant Sable Brown is currently serving as a public affairs officer at North American Aerospace Defense Command, NORAD Public Affairs, and NORAD Track Santa at Peterson Space Force Base, Colorado. Sable grew up in Mascouda, Illinois, just a few miles away from Scott Air Force Base. She earned her bachelor's degree in mass communications, TV, and radio broadcasting from Southern Illinois University Edwardsville in 2015. In 2017, Sable commissioned from Air Force Officer Training School as a second lieutenant. After commissioning, she was assigned to the 12th Training Squadron at Randolph Air Force Base, Texas. 
She crossed into public affairs, completing defense information school training in March, 2019. She previously served as the Chief of Media Operations for 20th Fighter Wing Public Affairs at Shaw Air Force Base, South Carolina until September, 2020. I truly could not be more excited to have her joining me today. Welcome, Sable. Thank you so much for having me, Laura. It's a pleasure to be here. I have been so excited to have you as a guest. This has been a, a role in aviation that my mom has hoped that we would cover on the show. So we are so appreciative that you and NORAD are able to make the time for us. Absolutely. And like I said, it is a program that became a tradition around the world. So we are really, really proud to support something that means so much to families across the globe. Mm -hmm. It has been a staple of my childhood. And so we will jump right on in. How long have you been in the U.S. Air Force? Um, this year will be my fourth year in the U.S. Air Force. I joined back in 2017 after I graduated college, and my first posting as a public affairs officer was at Shaw Air Force Base, South Carolina, where they fly F-16s. And uh, here at NORAD, this is my second posting at Colorado Springs, Colorado. Now, what was it like to go from college into uh, an environment like the U.S. military and particularly within NORAD? Um, so I come from an Air Force family, so I've been familiarized with the military all my life, and I've, I'm pretty sure my family actually got us to call the NORAD Track Santa program like several times as, as a child. Um, I, have, I have some distinct memories of that being a part of our traditions, um, so it was very easy for me to transition into the military life. Um, and at NORAD, we, we do exceptional work. It, it's, it's so important and it's honestly so impressive to be around the environment I'm in, the professionals in not only Canada, but there are several other allied forces that work with us. So to, so to be in that environment where everyone here is contributing to continental defense, like it is really amazing to see how that happens every day in an emergent environment, these wonderful teammates that I have and the important work that we're doing. It's always been so interesting to me to sort of know the, the history surrounding how NORAD came to be, the development of the early warning, uh, the, yeah, the dew line and the early warning lines. It's also interesting that it's managed to stay such a success between so many different nations. And I always, I mean, just NORAD itself just sounds cool. So to know anyone that works there and the different roles that you guys work with, uh, I just think it's all so neat. When did NORAD start tracking Santa? Um, actually, it was CONAD, Continental Aerospace Defense Command that started tracking Santa. Back in 1955, the legend goes that there was a print ad uh, for a toy store or a department store, and the number on that advertisement actually went into the CONAD Operations Center. So there were there was a child, you know, that allegedly called the uh, the Colonel on duty, Colonel Harry Schaup, who answered and said, "Oh, well." I'm Santa, so I'll, I'll, you know, I'll answer your questions. I'll tell you what you're getting this year. And his operators also got more and more calls that night because of that number printed on that ad. So after that evening, that was when the tradition was born, that every year NORAD would be called by children to tell them where Santa is around the world. So that's what started the uh, NORAD Track Santa program. Now... There must have been some follow-up with the creators of that ad saying, how did you guys get the number wrong? What was the digit that was the issue here? And really, how is it that you accidentally misprinted the number for Conad publicly? So 
as I said, that's part of the legend. Uh, I actually don't really know where that thread goes. It's it's part of the 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 lore, you know, the the magical mystery and the history of, of NORAD Track Santa. It's that it it all led to this, you know, that that now we have this holiday tradition based on this, you know, happy circumstance. Yes, it's the serendipitousness of everything that makes right. it so fun and magical and festive. If we knew sort of who internally knew that the difference between that advertisement and Conad's internal number was one digit difference. It, it's, it's not fun anymore. Now, how has the program changed since its inception? So the program has actually been very similar throughout the years. Um, NORAD's uh, technological capabilities have been tracking Santa throughout his journey over the 24 time zones every December 24th, uh, I would say the only thing that's changed is that we've added so many more ways to track Santa. Um, it's not just the traditional phone call anymore. Um, you can also follow all the social media accounts, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We post the updates for where his location is. We have the mobile app and you can even use Amazon's Alexa and OnStar. You can ask them where Santa is and it will give you those real-time updates on his position. I love that it has become this all-encompassing thing. If you need to know where Santa is, NORAD has you covered. Well, it's very important. You need to know when your presents are coming. You need to know when your presents are coming. You need to know when you need to have the reindeer feed out, <laughs> when to get the cookies and milk out. That's right. It's, it's all a finally, finally orchestrated event. <laughs> what is the experience of helping to track Santa like for the volunteers? the volunteers are already ready to come assist, you know, with the call center. Like we've had volunteers that are family members and military members that have done this for decades. Like this is more than a tradition. Like this is almost their like holiday duty, you know, to help us report where, where Santa's location is. And just seeing the, the passion already, even though they were, yeah, just, just seeing that these people have the passion to come in and volunteer for this, you know, on their holiday and that this makes their holiday is that's a really joyful thing to see. Like they are more than happy to do it. They see it as carrying on this tradition. And that's just that's just wonderful. I can't think of many workplaces that have people actively coming in over the holidays, particularly Christmas Eve, where everyone was probably having fun. You're doing something that's so uplifting so festive. I can imagine it would just be really rewarding to be part of something that is such a global experience and related to the holidays. And like I said, it's also a family tradition. We've been doing this program since 1955. So now there's children, parents, grandparents, and, and grandkids now that are involved with the program. Maybe they volunteered or maybe they called and, and just handing that tradition down from, you know, it was the analog phone with the rotary dial and now it's the cell phone and now it's the app. And, and just being able to, to bring that to kids of all ages, um, it, it really, we're really proud to do it. I can imagine, uh, rather, I, I know now for myself, the next time I see my family, I'll have a new proposal for what we can do over the holidays together. There you go. Yeah, no, it's, it's something that the whole family can take a part in, like through the entire month of December. What technology does NORAD use to track Santa? 
Sweet. So you want to know how NORAD tracks Santa? Well, it starts when Santa begins his journey from the North Pole. The North Warning System line of radar from Alaska and northern Canada detects his first movements. That's when our satellites can see the infrared signature on Rudolph's red nose. It emits a heat signature that our satellites can track as they begin his journey, beginning with the Pacific Ocean, New Zealand, Australia, Japan, and he continues throughout all 24 time zones of the world. But whenever he travels over North America, that's when our F-16, F-15, F-22, and CF-18 fighter pilots join up with him to escort him safely through the airspace. So we maintain a positive control of Santa's location to make sure that he's able to take his journey all the way around the world, deliver those presents, and get back to the North Pole for next year. So with the speed that Santa needs to be going, along with his sleigh and reindeer team, in order to make it through all 24 time zones, he has to be going pretty, pretty fast. How do the fighter pilots keep up with him? When Santa flies over North America, he slows down so that our escort pilots, those chosen CF-18 pilots from the Royal Canadian Air Force, or those F-15, F-16, and F-22 pilots can make sure they get a positive identification on his sleigh, Rudolph's red nose, and the rest of the reindeer team that's involved in making sure he goes around the world. And of course, this is all done fully in line with the Transport Canada cars, as this is a formation flight that is prearranged before takeoff. I'm not an expert in formation flying, but I do know that the reindeer fly in a formation that's conducive to uh, ensuring the high speeds that Santa's sleigh has to go under in order to travel so quickly. It's it's a very uh, interesting combination of the reindeer and the sleigh that uh, that make the magic happen and make it fly. Now, what specs do we have of Santa's sleigh itself? Well, Santa's operation is actually kept under wraps. Like even though Santa has monitored his journey and, and knows his path and helps him through the airspace, there's a lot that we don't know about how, how Santa's sleigh operates. But we, uh, we do know based on our pilot's observations that it's approximately between 50 and 70 candy canes long. Um, and the, the reindeer run on a, few, uh, on a fuel made of oats, uh, carrots, or other grains that are left out by various children around the world. I, what I love most about that is it reinforces sort of the meme that is online related to uh, Americans and the metric system and that as you're measuring Santa's sleigh, it comes down to candy cane lengths as opposed to uh, meters or feet. Well, candy cane measurement is local to the Arctic Circle. Of course. Now, what is the most rewarding part of helping track Santa? So to me, the most rewarding part of the NORAD Track Santa program, having done it for one year so far, is you really see the excitement, or rather since we're socially distanced, I can hear the excitement on the phone when we get calls asking, when, when is the NORAD Track Santa program going? Like, or can I volunteer? How do I volunteer? How do I help? What can I do? We're talking tradition that goes beyond the decades. These family members, military members, prior military members. There are so many people around the world that get so excited for this. They are the ones that make this possible. And it's, it's really great to be a part of a program that means so much to such a large audience around the world. Now, would you please share with us a highlight from your time with NORAD Track Santa? The thing that I remember most from the program last year is as we were preparing and, and getting ready for the you know mission on the 24th is I was able to catch up with one of my friends from college and I sort of absentmindedly told her, 
hey, you know, like, yeah, I work in NORAD now. And yeah, I'm on the NORAD Track Santa program. And she immediately got so excited. And this is a civilian friend of mine. None of her family, as far as I know, has been in the military at all. And yet she knew about NORAD Track Santa. And she was over the moon that I was like involved and and was so excited and just immediately told like all of her family members because it had been in their family like they had followed it and I never even knew and I was her roommate I never even knew that they did that throughout Christmas when she would travel back home and to to be able to kind of like tell her more about like oh yeah it's it's like this and you know, the program is really big. We, we have the opportunity to work with so many people and, and make the magic happen. Like it, it was something that I'll never forget. Well, how much holiday magic is there that you get to directly help contribute to the ongoing holiday traditions of different people from all around the world and even people that you happen to know? It really is a privilege. I did not expect to be at NORAD for, for my second posting to be at a command that makes an incredible impact in not only this program, but every day in the defense of North America, 24, 7, 365, these systems that are part of the NORAD Traxana program, the radar that tracks his movements and the satellites that watch infrared signals, like those are the very things that are in operation every day to defend the United States and Canada. And it's been an incredible experience to be a part of a team that makes something happen that is so monumental and so important every day. Now, I know we've discussed a few different options throughout the episode, but where can Nora track Santa be found on social media? So there's a lot of ways to track Santa with the NORAD Track Santa program. We have the traditional phone line, which is one 877 norad We'll also have our website, noradsanta.org, and several social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. And you can also track Santa with Amazon Alexa, and OnStar. We will be sure to have all those links in the episode description for our listeners. Lieutenant Sable Brown, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me, Laura. The Holding Short Podcast is a production of Holding Short Media. The show is written and hosted by me, Laura Matheson, and edited and produced by Cameron Bokoff. Our music is an original composition of Riley Searles. If you would like to learn more about the show, the Holding Short podcast is on Instagram and Facebook at Holding Short Media. Please subscribe, rate, and review us.